Watch who? And welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Yeah, and you've been watching for the very first time for 12 seasons now. Oh my gosh, I know. And we're back for another one. (laughs) And on to the next. (laughs) The world has changed since last season. We are now in a world where Neighbours is not being made. That's true. That's very true. How do you feel about it, Mark? Yeah, it's sad. I mean, we haven't done a Neighbours update for a little while. I feel like I owe it to everyone now to keep that going. <laughs> uh, update us, but, Mark. Um, update us. N- well, no news on the VHS saga. I have ignored all the messages. It's just a lot of, please, can you help? Please, can you help? Help me. Help oh, me. Dear. Uh, which I haven't responded to. <laughs> of course you haven't. Like, of course you haven't. It's crazy. Every time I'm scared, I'm scared to look now because I don't want him to be like, "I've heard you talking about me on your <laughs> podcast." <laughs> That's going to happen one day. It's more. I wouldn't want him looking so he knows you've read it and you're not responding. Well, no, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't. I know that they're there. Like, there's usually like five messages from him all at once, but I just only occasionally actually look. I haven't got time to sort any neighbour stuff out at the moment. I need to catch up on neighbours before the finale. That's my priority. Yeah. I've got three months to watch. Oh, Mark. How are you? Is this going to be a uh, the healthy, well season? I think so. I've still got a bit of a cough. I just cough then. It's nothing compared to what it was. COVID numbers are really high here in Cardiff at the minute. It's on the rise. And I'm really busy with work. So I'm basically self... Not I'm not self-isolating, but I'm trying to like keep away from large gatherings as much as possible yeah we got to be careful so you join us listener i did forgot to say we've been having a little bit of a catch-up a bit of a chat here in this lovely pub in scotland <laughs> angus has given us a lovely haggis and uh, plowman's lunch oh, i'll take the plowman's any day he's practicing his bad pipes now over there i don't know if you can hear that uh but it's it's a really nice day here we you know Having that little catch up, and we're going to talk about Terror of the Zygons this and week. And nothing like being in like a secluded part of Scotland, away from the people. Fits my narrative. Yeah. What about you? What about me? <laughs> you just how I was. I'm asking how you are, Mark. Oh, right. Return it. It's called conversation. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I haven't had COVID or anything. Still, I'm still well. I can't believe that. Well, I say I'm well. I haven't tested. I have felt very tired. And my blood sugar was like, has been like 27 for a couple of times recently. So maybe I am ill, but I just don't know. I'm just carrying on. Keep calm and carry on. I'm just doing a lot of traveling and stuff at the minute. So when I'm uh, back at base, as it was, as it was, as it were, and I'm back here anyway, sort of chill out and um, watch Doctor Who. Although I will be honest, I've also been watching Stranger Things. Any Stranger Things fans out there, I'm so ready for like part two. Season four, what I've seen so far, because they're doing it in two parts, I think is the best season they've done so far. Maybe this can be a new little regular feature. Sarah recommends (laughs) something other than Doctor Who. (laughs) Sarah Sarah recommends Stranger Things. There we go. That's this week's selection. Let's do one every week. We'll see how far Sarah gets. Sarah watches a lot of TV, though. Oh, actually, no. Can I change my recommendation? I've okay. already want to change it now, then. I've got to get the name of it. It's also a Netflix thing. Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. 
It's a documentary. It's terrifying. Not in like a horror way, in like a, I don't want to spoil it, If you, but there'll be triggers on it and stuff for people, I'm sure. It's been like rated as like one of the most traumatic documentaries on Netflix. I mean, what, what is it, like crime or? So it's fundamentalist Mormons and they believe in polygamy. So even though the main Mormon church now no longer like, preaches that as a thing there are elements of within the church she's smaller sub sex i guess that and the fundamentalists are one of them that believe in polygamy so you have multiple wives so they had like a leader he had like 24 wives and then one of his sons he died and one of his sons then became the new leader and they called them the prophet so they believe that they are literally speaking like the word and he's the only one that can arrange marriages as well so you have to have at least three wives to make it to heaven so like their curriculum they were all taught in their school there the curriculum you know all this sort of stuff girls were just taught to be wives and things and he had like i think like 60 or 70 wives this guy by the end of it and there's a trigger warning here for people it's a uh, he he's um they break in. He's charged with these things to like underage marriages. So he's marrying people that are underage and stuff. And he, they find these these audio tapes, and he's raped a twelve year old girl, and like a and a fifteen year old, and it's all on tape. And yeah, it's not nice. But like, it's the whole like build up of it, and just and even to this day that he's still like seen as a prophet, and even though he's in prison for life, like he still has books out and stuff and people still go every week and get his, he calls up and like does his things over the phone and stuff. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but I, I recommend that. I finished it wow. once the TV arrived. There we are. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link on the, on the note. <laughs> if you're tuning in for Terror of the Zygons, <laughs> you weren't expecting that. The reviews were all like, this is like one of the most disturbing documentaries on Netflix. I was like, oh yeah, fair. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to think how to link that to Terror of the Zygons. <laughs> you can't, huh? you can't. This is your fault. You were like, Sarah recommends. This is what Sarah's watched this week. Okay, well there we are. Sarah there watched we are. Stranger Things and finished that fan, off. This week's choice is that documentary or Terror of the Zygons. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they won't all be this depressing, I promise. I think a lot of people would choose Terror of the Zygons because it is quite highly regarded okay. amongst fans. Uh, so I want to know what you think because I think it's a major step up from last time's Revenge of the Cybermen. Yeah, it is. It's better in terms of story, but I don't know. It didn't hold me that much. What? I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. You're shocked. But we got all the, like, the location filming. I just I thought it was very well directed. Anyway, okay. I think okay. it's Ooh. because the Zygons look a bit, they're just a bit annoying. Um, they look a bit weird and wet. I don't know. Right, okay. Well, let's start at the beginning then. Part one, Zygons. Well, we're back on Earth. Yes. So that's nice. And we've got Units and the Brigadier and Benton. Older gang. Yeah. So it's it's a really nice setting, and you see the doctor uh, with his hat and tartan <laughs> scarf and everything. That's quite nice. Like I liked all the start of it, and I liked you know it's nice being in Scotland, and you know we've not been to Scotland since our Highlands. Highlanders. Oh my god, I was thinking that earlier. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> 
with um what's her name um Kirsty. Kirsty, I want to say Vicky, and I was like, it's not Vicky, it's Kirsty. So, and Polly being a bitch to her. So, we've not been since then. So, it's nice to be back in Scotland. Okay, and we've got, well, I'll just do the close watch. One, this is the first time Harry's back uh, on Earth. So, finally, he can get changed. Yeah, Eventually he can get gets changed. changed at the end of this story. <laughs> uh, the Brigadiers were only killed. Yes, because he's Scottish. Where did that come from? Well, I suppose it makes sense, Stuart, like he says. I guess it's just not something I've ever linked. And we've got this whole thing about oil rigs being destroyed. It's very much like I don't know if you remember with the Sea Devils. That was the the sea fort and things happening. So it was yeah, pretty much identical maybe that's why I found to it a little bit because I didn't enjoy Sea Devils massively either. No, no. If there's a if there's something at sea being attacked, it's not a favourite. <laughs> but then I also like the idea was... that we talk about Loch Ness monster, and I enjoyed that. So like, it's not a complete fail. I like. Let's just. I think you thought I was gonna love it. It's not a complete fail. I just struggled in parts. I don't know. I just felt it was very filmic. Maybe it was all the location stuff. Oh and yeah, for sure. I just think like the monsters could be better. They just sort okay, of annoyed well, me a little still, bit. You know, Zygons are quite popular. How interesting! Their voices reminded me of um, the Mars ones. Ice Warriors. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've got that whispery voice. <laughs> but I like the setup of this. You got unit, and they've so they've made this lovely pub their their base, and they're investigating things. And you know, you have got Harry sort of looking into the medical side of things. He goes off and has a look. Sarah's doing her journalism stuff and talking to the locals and everything. Um, it's funny though, the Doctor's character. I don't know if you noticed in that he's just quite dismissive of the brigade. I think he's a bit. He seems a bit annoyed and grumpy for that. He does, yeah. He's annoyed because he told him something about, like, don't do that. And he was like, well, I had no choice or something, didn't he? Well, so at the end of Revenge of the Cybermen, that's when the Doctor gets a call from the Brigadier on the telegrammy thing uh, to say, come back. So he's annoyed. He's like, why why did you call me back? And he's like, well, this mystery is happening. I need your help. Uh, But he just seems really dismissive and grumpy. The character's very unpredictable. I don't know, the Doctor was just... I don't, it just seems really moody to be back on Earth. I guess, like, maybe it's just that sort of, um, it's an absolute emergency thing rather than a call me back because you're struggling, maybe. You can't be doing that forever, every alien encounter. Well, we haven't had Earth since Robot. We've had a whole season. No, no, no. But I'm thinking from the Doctor's point of view. And we meet um, Angus, the landlord. He's been in Doctor Who before. Has he? And I think you might remember him. He's been in the Ice Warriors. He oh. was that Scottish one. You know, the sort of trampy one that was out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I would not have guessed that until you mentioned it, though. As I say, like our regulars sort of go off and do their bit of investigating. The Doctor doesn't do very much. He is sort of like lying around, sort of listening to a lot of the time. Harry goes off and does, um, and he gets shot. Um, yeah, I now, missed this. We had a bit of a conversation earlier <laughs> where somehow, listeners, Sarah completely missed. I think Harry I had to deliver at the door because <laughs> I completely missed that. And then the next scene I saw Harry in, Henry, Harry in, start that again. And then the next scene I saw Harry in, he's in bed. And I was like, when, when did that happen? Yeah. And I was, well, I wrote down to say, look, Harry gets shot. It's quite a, 
a violent moment where he's out on the beach rescuing the guy and gets shot and you see him bleeding from his head. I just don't remember it at all. And through all throughout that first episode, you sort of see the Zygon hands and you don't really see the full, uh, the full lot. Uh, until the end of part one um but harry's in the hospital and there's the scary nurse yeah she's really odd and again i couldn't tell if she was just being like this sort of like she was they've sort of cast a scottish dismissive woman or whether and obviously we learn that what it is but i was a bit like have they just really cast this woman and she's like scottish and like really like blunt with them well, I think either well, she's playing the Zygote, isn't she? She's but she's got that face that's. But we really don't know bad. that to begin with, at that point, do we? No, we don't. We don't. But I, I don't know. I just think that it is a really good atmosphere. And then what, Harry? <sighs> Keep trying. I'm going to call the doctor. It's all right, Doctor Sullivan. You're quite safe. Your worries are over now. You're going to be very well looked after. It's a different atmosphere even to a third Doctor story. I mean, the closest is a little bit like the demons, where they're all in the village with Miss Hawthorne and all of that. You know, there's a sort of I don't know, a it reminds me a little bit on. of the cliff one. The which one? Oh, Green Death. Yeah, where you're all sort of, there's that sort of community and there's something going on and you're not sure who's... You know, there's a community the and there's well. a base. It works when there's a community and there's a base. Because they get a lift with the Duke into town sort of thing and then the duke's there and he's a bit quiet and mysterious a little bit as well so yeah. you're not really now, sure. who's the guy who is talking with sarah and he's like talking about the duke is this hang on have i just got this wrong that's and angus he's really the landlord camp. i think he's really camp angus the landlord oh why you know when they say yeah. the second sight and stuff and he's playing his bagpipe I like him. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, because yeah, because Sarah's interviewing the locals. That's what she would do as a gen. And you see her later on actually typing up her story. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually doing some work. Actually doing some work for a change. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's probably been. I don't know. There should be a typewriter on the TARDIS. Maybe she types it up after every adventure. But, <laughs> <laughs> but surely she can't talk about these adventures. Or unless it's like she's typing it up for unit. Yeah, maybe unit payer. Mm. But then you, that it's a really classic cliffhanger at the end of part one where Sarah's on the phone, the doctor sort of knows something's going on a little bit and he's like, keep an eye on stuff. And then the nurse is actually that Zygon. And she, you know, it's quite rare for Sarah to have a scream at the end of the, the episode. Yeah, it was a really good one, that. It, and, well, actually, I didn't clock that the nurse was the Zygon. I thought that a Zygon had come in. So, again, this is what I mean. It, it becomes clear later because then you see them all, you know. I didn't realise it was a nurse. But I suppose you you only learn later on in the story that they can, like, duplicate themselves. And yeah, yeah, like exactly. Um, but I just think that's a really classic cliffhanger. And what do you say, what do you think of the design of the Zygons? I'm not a fan. No? No. They look a little bit like... And maybe it's just because I've seen one recently. You know that cactus plant that looks like one flat leaf? Yeah. That. That's what they remind me of. I think they're quite good at because they look like they're... Spa- it's all very organic under the sea with their spaceship and they sort of blend in with their surroundings. Mm, they're a bit pink and squishy. But I think they're supposed to be. I think they're, I think they're really good. Hmm. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan. They're not like 
they're not the most memorable thing for me. And I, I don't know, they kind of remind me a little bit of one that we'd have had in previous seasons. This time at the early 70s, beginning of the Fourth Doctor is quite, you know, known for its sort of classic, memorable monsters. And this is one of them that is like... Intra- no, it's really interesting because like, maybe not in the same way, but I'd put them in the same category as some other ones that we'd seen in the past that also just don't come to mind as names. There's nothing really distinctive about them. There's nothing that, like, gave me threat. Well, no, well, there's only a few of them. So the idea is that this spaceship's crashed, uh, I think, uh, and these are, like, the the few of them because they haven't got their own planet or something like that, and so they're here to sort of take over and then all the rest of the fleet will, will arrive later, I think. So there's only about three or four of them. But, no, they are distinctive. You haven't the design with the shape of the head... And the way it's sort of the faces blended in. It's not like someone in a mask like Vogons the other week or or something oh, like that. it kind of is. It kind of looks... Do you remember um, the crab one and and the tentacles? Whenever we've had tentacles, it kind of looks like a tentacle, but a walking tentacle. But it reminds me of that cactus leaf. Okay, well, okay, well, we'll move on. We'll move on. I can't convince <laughs> you on the, about the Zygons. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> they might grow on me. They might grow if I see them again in the future, which from the sounds of it, I will if they're such a classic. There was nothing about distinctive about them. Oh, Even the thing the... being on Earth, we've had that before. Do you remember um, the spaceship that was stuck on Earth and they were gold? Axons. Yeah, like even that as a sort of thing is... Well, they're very much like axons because they're, they're in the background a lot and obviously the when they're... They're infiltrating everyone, so they're you know they're the Duke or the nurse or something like that. So they're very much in their spaceship in the background for that very beginning. So it's not always clear what the link is. They're obviously controlling. Well, then we have the the let's talk about the Scarrison then their pet Loch Ness monster. Okay, yeah, that lets it down. That's very famous for being like quite a bad sort of puppety effect that you see later on when it's chasing the Doctor. But I think it's I really enjoyed it. I think. Um, it's a really good idea, and obviously it turns out to be the Loch Ness Monster. It's a really great concept. I love the Loch Ness Monster idea in this story because, I mean, it's something we all know, and it just, I don't know, it just adds to the sort of fun of it. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No, and I think that's why this is fun. I mean, I would love to go to Loch Ness and have a look for myself. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know, I just think... Well, they've done a lot of things, haven't they? They didn't at some boat or something sort of like try and map out with like radar and. You oh, know, they've they... done so many things and there's so many, but I just, it's not, we're not talking like the ocean. We're talking a lake and it's a big lake, but like the amount of technology there is nowadays, the amount of things, surely by now, the amount of research that's been done on said lake show something i don't know because haven't they isn't isn't it some really really deep and there could be some sort of like cavern thing that goes underneath and out to the sea and they think that maybe it can get out and come back in again i don't think it's as big as we imagine i imagine it being like if it does exist i don't believe the loch ness monster is like a monster in the term i think it's probably like i don't know 60 centimeters 60 centimeters i don't think it's as big as you think that's like two rulers. That's not very much. I know. I don't think it'd be that big. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about now. This is not making any sense. <laughs> I think it's like it's just some smaller reptile 
rather than a, that looks and that you've never seen before, rather than some big thing. I would like to think there is something. I think there's plenty of things under the sea that we have no idea about. That is so like we cannot get to. The oh yeah, the for sea. sure, for sure. We're always discovering new things. Yeah. It could be a left. They think it's you know some kind of prehistoric thing that's like survived all this time. You do get that, don't you? I just don't think it would in our environment now. I mean, with global warming and things, and but and I I think if it does exist, it's not going to be what the stories and books have had us imagine it be. I think the only way to do it is just uh, can they just take some water out and just start draining Loch Ness just to see <laughs> once and for all? Just some water. <laughs> Mark's on the um, committee. He's like, just take some water out. <laughs> just take some water out and get some like radar like sticks or something and go one end to the other bit by bit. But they've like, done stuff of... like this. They've done a lot of this. That's why I just don't think it does. There's an explanation in this story for it and I'm going to believe that. So, <laughs> But I like that I like because that's where the fun of Doctor Who comes. And going into part two, it, there's that weird bit where Sarah's locked in that thing and it take, and they, the Zygon takes the oxygen out and then the Doctor does this sort of like chanting-y thing. What was that? Because I couldn't work out if something was being added or whether the Doctor was helping say Like, I was so confused by it. It's, I think it's a, just another alien aspect of this Doctor that he can do these kind of things and he... He said it was a technique that he learnt from some monks or something. Probably, what's his name, Pad, you know, the from Tibetan Pad, monks yeah. and stuff. Some kind of breathing thing. I don't know, it just adds that. He's very much more, he felt, like I said, grumpy, but sort of more alien and distant in this. That's never happened before. <laughs> I found it a bit odd. And I couldn't work out if it, like I say, whether it was like something they were pumping in that was making them freeze or whether it was him. It just wasn't clear to me. And the story moves on quite well because we've got this mystery and then the Zygons, they've got a little homing device to control their creature, I think, uh, and that gets left in the pub or something like that. Um, so they have to, like, uh, send somebody in. And, well, Harry's been taken uh, and copied, so we have evil Harry. Harry! Hello. What do you mean, Hello. Are you all right? What happened to you? Nothing. I escaped. Escaped? Now, tell me you saw this bit. That was fun. Which I think, because he comes in and immediately you can tell and Sarah knows there's something up and she's chasing him. I thought that was filmed really well because, uh, when he, you know, when he goes in the barn and he's got the pitchfork and he's like jabbing. I feel that's quite adult. Yeah, yeah. I thought all that was quite fun. Um, it was nice sort of to have that side of that character. It's always fun when the companions are like taken over in some way and act in a different way. You've got that close up of him in, you know, in the half sort of in the shadows, like really, you know, looking and the, the way he sort of like pokes the, the fork and like really like violently. And, you know, it reminds me of, so the farm at school, you know, the one that of course, yeah, yeah. I was on, Tracy went on with me uh, <laughs> actually me and tracy we had to um this is what we did we so there was a little farm unit uh went used to go before school at lunchtime and after school as well uh <laughs> to help out and you would not do this nowadays what 12 oh, is this why you went around the doors and got money or yeah well um we had pitchforks like that we had a whole oh. shed of pitchforks and spades and what we would do at lunchtime 
is get the pitchforks, be on a whole thing of manure, do the barrow, oh do my the straw and the manure with wheelbarrows and have a manure heap and be turning it over and doing that. That was a job. And we'd be on there. And, I mean, if it was a really hot day, it would stink. And then you would smell of manure for the whole afternoon in your classes. <laughs> and they'd get mud all over me and stuff. But that's what we would do. We would be shoveling with pitchforks. You would not let kids do that nowadays. No, no. Like, I can't believe we were trusted so well with all, you know, with all this equipment. But um, that's what it always reminds me of when Harry's in the straw. I'm like, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) And me and Tracy once, these two chickens died, these French hens that we had. And we put them in a box and we had to bury them after school around. (laughs) But then when we walked, when we came to school the next day, they'd been dug up by a fox and there was like bits of chicken all over the thing that we had to like clear up before school. So um, that's what it reminds me of. But yeah, you, I, I really don't think they would give kids any farm equipment now. Imagine. No, not like, well, because how old were you? Like 12, 13. Yeah, I was going to say maybe more like 16, but. I don't think they would encourage kids to stand on a manure, manure heap in at lunchtime anyway. If you're a teacher out there that encourages te- your pupils to stand on a manure heap, then uh, please get in touch with us. And we, as I say, we weren't supervised. No. I mean, that's where I've got ringworm, remember? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so there's this, uh, that whole chase with the Scarus and the Doctor. Um, yeah, okay. It lets it down a bit. The You know, like the dinosaurs, an invasion of the dinosaurs. In the, and everyone's always like, if only there were better dinosaurs, it would help. I think for this is the point in this one. If only there was a better Scarison, it would really help the story overall because the rest of it, apart from what you think, the Zygons are amazing <laughs> and it all looks really good. Um, so I think people are, help, um, are hoping for a uh, CGI Scarison at some point when this comes out on Blu-ray or something. I was going to say, has it come out on Blu-ray season 13 yet? Not yet, no. Oh, okay. Oh, and this is where um, the they've got the spy thing in the deer head in the pub. Angus has that conversation about it, doesn't he? Yeah, poor old Angus though. He he doesn't last the story. Unfortunately, he is killed. Uh, I liked Angus. Yeah, um, and then Sarah's doing some investigation. They're trying to work out. It's a bit of a story of like who's the double, who's not, who's good, who's bad. Because you go off to the castle and. Um, Sarah finds a secret passage down to the Zygon ship and rescues Harry and everything. And for a four-parter, it does that kind of thing that a six-parter does, where you start off in one location and then we move to London for the for the rest. For the of very it. very end, yeah. Because almost like halfway through that that fourth episode, the ship gets blown up and all that kind of stuff, and we only have one Zygon that escapes. So I quite like that it moves on. I liked that as well. I like that because normally it'd be like, it's blown up, all done and dusted. I quite like that sort of, there's still one to get. It reminded me a little bit of when we had the master around and you finish it, but you're like, but we're still going to get the master. Yeah, and it goes on. And the Duke is head of the Energy Commission. So there's this big conference that's happening in uh, in London. And I, I got a bit lost about actually what Broton the Zygon was actually going to do at the Energy uh, Conference. He's just going to give his demands is what he said. Whatever his demands are. The Brigadier has to get onto the phone to the Prime Minister. Yeah, to Margaret Thatcher, was it? Well, this is before there was a woman in charge, so it was a bit of a joke, really. They were like... Ah, 
I couldn't. Yeah, because I was like, was Margaret Thatcher in power then? Is and that's why they're making such a thing of like she's calling. Well, you know, all these stories are sort of supposed to take place a little bit in the future. So I think they were trying to like... Have a bit of a laugh and be like, it's in the future. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the Brigadier in this one? Actually, and Benton, like the unit guys, because they're not in it as much as like a normal unit story, I feel. No, they're not. And they're not like... as They're very side charactery. Like, they could have just been side characters, not like so known to the cast particularly Benton. Benton really doesn't do a lot in this. Well, no, I think Benton does his usual bit. He's always there and he's somebody to talk. But sometimes he can be action-y and sometimes he can be, and he's really not in this. But we always complain when Unit do too much action and stuff. I don't think they're around, but we didn't have endless shooting and stuff. When they do blow up the ship and stuff, they do it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And But equally, other than the fact that they've been called back to Earth, I don't think there was any need for them to be there. But I think it's just nice to have that because if you think you've had however many years of all those unit stories and then a new season where there's only one and then it's nice to come back again. Um, it's you know They've been phased out quite slowly, haven't they? But now it's quite a treat to see. It is, yeah, and it's nice. And, you know, I think literally they're like, well, we're coming back to Earth. We need a reason. Let's just get the Brigadier to bring them back. But it's not like... They're needed in that story. Imagine if the Doctor had just landed up in Scotland and ended up in this, that story would have still happened. But what is good about this one is, you know, Robot, you remember Robot, right? Yeah. yeah. And we said that was just like an old third Doctor script. I feel like this is written as a fourth Doctor. It's not a third Doctor story in the same way. No, it's not. It's not. Because actually, I think the Doctor would be, if you had the third Doctor, he'd be more central and going around I wonder why you say that. Maybe, I mean, he's just as grumpy with the Brigadier as the third Doctor could be. Yeah, but the Doctor here is just like lying down while everything's going on there chatting and then he'll come in with his part. The third Doctor wouldn't do that. The third Doctor Yes, would he would. Like, right. Yes, he would. There were so many times he'd be just doing his own thing, not listening to them. And then he'd just get up and do something. But I think Sarah and Harry do a lot more than you would in a third Doctor story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But equally, we've not had two companions to compare a third Doctor story in. I don't know. I feel like this is written... Well, it obviously is written with the new do- this Doctor in mind. They know what the character's like. So I think they have... I don't know. It I has think a there's still feel. some old rules, though. Mm. I still maybe think, that's like... why Benton doesn't do as much, because there's not really a place for a Benton in this now because actually you've got Harry to do a lot of stuff yeah exactly uh, and we still appreciate Harry doing his thing here and he's come back to work <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's probably the only reason because just jumping to the end he obviously chooses to stay with unit and that must have been why they brought the Brigadier and the unit into this story so that Harry could return well you did say in an episode last season that there's Harry hasn't had a choice. <laughs> he's been on this whole journey non-stop. They haven't actually landed. As soon as he's back on Earth, he decides to stay. That was like one mega long journey he had last season. And I think that's probably the only reason that they were like, we're going to get Harry out. We need to get him back with Unit. That makes the most sense. Um, yeah, and it's wrapped up really well with the Loch Ness Monster explanation. 
and you know everybody's obviously screaming and seeing the the monster in London. It's uh, that's uh, fun. I like that Loch Ness was in London and stuff like that. And and Brigadier saves the day. He shoots the Zygon. You know, I was going to say in cold blood. You know, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because that's what the Brigadier does. Yeah, and so and it's all nice at the end of the Duke's nice at the end and they all have like a little walk in the forest back to the TARDIS yeah that was very odd that whole conversation was just very odd did you notice the music in this one no it's so it's really nice it's really nice music I I did sort of listen and it didn't annoy me but also it just sort of blended within that I didn't notice it if I you know at one point I did listen out for it because I was like what is this music and I was like okay and then it just blended within the story for me. So it worked really well. And there, were, there was a lot I enjoyed about the story. I just think there's a lot of elements of them that we've had before. So then, you know, like when we had Link. The Sontaran, yeah. Yeah. That was so different to anything we'd seen before. Like he moved quickly, he looked like a giant thumb, rock thing. His whole story thing wasn't just like, I'm taking over. It was all, like, it was a completely different thing that I was like, I'm on board with this. I'm thinking of more recent monsters uh, rather than like the Daleks, obviously the Daleks and Cybermen. And yeah, they're not, like, there's a lot of elements within these guys that I'm like, well, we've seen that before. We've seen a lot of this sort of idea and stuff before. I mean, okay, also, if we're going back to things that like, duplicated what they look like with um what's the name from liverpool in the hat faceless ones oh my god i can't believe you remember the chameleons but exactly we've had things that like take form of other things okay well i reckon i would recommend this one i don't know i just feel the atmosphere of this one is is a lot more if you watch this in the dark as like a film it just reminded me a lot of the clint one and I don't know why. And I think it's because there was a lot of Cliff. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> Cliff. You knew what I meant now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Translated me well. Just everyone at home will be like, it's Cliff. So I just wanted to say we do. I do realise. <laughs> <laughs> no one expects the correct answers from me. It's fine. <laughs> they drew from you, though, Mark. You need to be on it. Well, I mean, I've I've infused about this as much as I can, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't say any more. Um, but also, they filmed in Sussex, not Scotland, by the way. So all that oh, location okay. stuff is. Um, is and there's there. one with an American accent. Oh yeah, he was like the yeah. He sort of disappeared halfway through, didn't he? Where, where yeah. did he go? I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> he had an American <laughs> accent. Everyone else was Scottish. I think it was only in like episode one. He was like the expert in oil rigs, or I think they brought him in for that purpose. Maybe I think he was in episode two as well. I don't think he was beyond that. I think he was in two because in two they're going on about like noises and they find and and he's definitely talking in that. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't believe you remember him, but you don't remember like massive. I, th- I swear, <laughs> I did delivery at the door. I swear it must have just been them. Okay, all right, to round off, well, Harry decides to stay. What are your thoughts on that, Of if this is lo- Harry's last story? I'm okay with that. No, we started off so well in Robot. We were so excited. I know, but I think for this character that's run its course, 
I think from a writing point of view, I think if Harry wasn't a unit person, it would have worked more. But I think it just made sense. I think there was a, like, if you're going to be keeping the unit lot around, sure, have, but yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this, this made sense for that character for sure. Okay, what do you think if obviously Sarah is like, yep, I'll have a lift and, and goes back? I mean, this is going into her third season now. Are you still... I do like Sarah. I think she's great. I think she's really good. I can see why they've kept her around. Yeah. And, you know, they still get those moments. There was that bit, you know, where she's in the castle and she's looking up through the things and that Scottish guy with the beard sort of doesn't really re- react and then she sort of sticks her tongue out. Yeah, yeah. Closes the door. She's so, really good. Like, acting-wise, she's brilliant. She's one of the best we've had. I think that's what it is. The acting is so good. And in the, in those moments, you believe every moment that she's in there, you know, when she's talking to Angus and stuff. I don't know. She just has that energy. Oh, and, yeah, definitely. And obviously her character, I mean, she could have said, hang on, I've had enough of this. I need a bit of a break. I've had, I've had two weeks on Scarrow and Nerva Beacon and all of that. But she's like... You know, I, I like that moment where the brigadier's like, no, I'm not having a lift. And Harry's like, no. And the doctor looks really sad. And then Sarah's like, oh, all right, then I'll come along. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I liked that. I'd have loved the brigadier. The brigadier, if he knows, very like, nope. <laughs> and I wanted him to be a bit like, um, no. <laughs> Pondered it, maybe. But it had been fun. I'd love a story just like the brig and the doc somehow. Just those two. Yeah, going, you know, carrying the rest of the season. So, Doctor and Sarah. So, mm. yeah, that's what we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Well, the next story is called Planet of Evil. Oh, okay. I think it'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, bad things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's my thought. I don't think it's London. We'll know. We'll know. Well, who knows? They could be talking about the Earth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is. Somehow, I don't think he's taken them back to London. No, well, that, no, the TARDIS might go wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll see what our, our list is. How many is it? Four. Ah, yay. Okay, cool. Six right. parters are now quite rare. It's nearly always four. Hey, it's like someone heard me in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, they've sorted it out. <laughs> they've changed the production schedule. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, in the future, someone's going to moan about this. In the future, in like 50 years, someone will be watching and they just won't have time to watch all these episodes. (laughs) So we're going to cut them down and make it easy. (laughs) And they're like, what do you want about Like, binge watching will be the future. And they're like, no, don't be stupid. It's all about episode watching. Everyone loves the adverts. Even though it's BBC. (laughs) Ignore me. (laughs) They love the anticipation of the week. Exactly. And, you know, they, they say quite good cliffhangers. I, this, uh, we've had good cliffhangers recently. I, I, yeah, we have. We have. We've not had just the same ones over and over. It's been good. Hmm. Cool. Um, okay. Well, we'll see you next week, everyone, then, for Planet of Evil. And Where can you find us, Mark? Yep. You can find us. I was, well, I was just about to say season oh, sorry. is underway. Uh, and you can find us at, where can you find us? Oh, yeah, on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho. And you can also support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash to watch who. Although I think, I mean, the backlash against the backlash against our thoughts on Revenge of the Cybermen. I mean, I I dread what people think about this one now. Well, no, we're pretty 
even split now because you loved it. I did not enjoy it, but I think it's, yeah, it's not going to be my top. Okay. All right, then. Well, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 To watch who.